journey, we are going to be facing our fear. So at this time, I want you to take just a few moments and think about what is your greatest fear. Just shut your eyes. Think about that. What is your greatest fear? What is your greatest fear about God? What is your greatest fear about your relationships? What is your greatest fear about your finances? What is your greatest fear about your family? So the invitation tonight is simple, and it's to face that fear. To not run away from it or deny it, but to look straight at it. In Joel chapter 2, we hear tonight that a group of God's people were faced with their greatest fear, and that was to lose their lives, their home their place. It says in Joel chapter 2, verse 6, fear grips all the people. Every face grows pale with terror. Now perhaps when you look at that greatest fear, you may even feel yourself go a little bit pale. It's easy to look at it tonight when it may not be present. But imagine if it was happening tonight. A loss of your husband. Losing your child. Receiving that diagnosis that you are sick. And there's nothing they can do. Losing your mental capacity. Starting to have signs of dementia or Alzheimer's, and forgetting those you love. What is your greatest fear? Fear grips all the people. Every face grows pale with terror. The attackers, or those fears, march like warriors and scale city walls like soldiers. Straight forward they march, never breaking rank. I would assume that some of you have faced this fear before and it's a recurring fear. And it may even feel like no matter what you do, the march just keeps marching on towards your heart. They never jostle each other. Each moves exactly in the right position. They break through defenses without missing a step. I know some of us, when we deal with fear, what we do is we do put up our defenses, right? Some of the defenses that I have seen over time is a defense of not sharing it with anybody. I will tell you, every time that you do that, it's a defense that that fear is going to continue to march right through. Some of us try to just ignore it. 
And it's a defense that does not stop that fear. Some of us look to the things that we have, hoping that those things would replace our fear and bring us peace. But the fear keeps marching. They swarm over the city and run along its walls. They enter all the houses, climbing like thieves through the windows. The earthquakes as they advance, and the heavens tremble. The sun and the moon grow dark, and the stars no longer shine. Now the good news is that though we try to face these fears alone, and when we do, I do believe the sun and the moon do go dark. The stars no longer shine, and we begin to feel very, very alone. But the good news is that the Lord, even in that dim, dark room where you are fearful, is still present. Because the Lord is at the head of the column, he leads them with a shout. This is his mighty army, and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is awesome, terrible thing. Who can possibly survive? Now, for some of us, we didn't even think that the Lord is the thing we should be afraid of. But he's the one that breaks through all our defenses. He's the one that comes after us relentlessly so that he can call us his own. And that is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not to punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you a reprieve sending you a blessing instead of this curse. Perhaps you'll be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as before. Now, we don't get to hear a lot from the prophet Joel. It's not a book in the Bible that we read from very often. But tonight, I thought it was a perfect book to start out our series on fear. Because we fear so many things. But the one thing that I am seeing in our society who we do not fear is the Lord. We seem to be able to put everything, even the kitchen sink, in front of the Lord. And yet all he's saying is turn to me because I'm compassionate. I will relent. I will give you peace. Don't fight me. So my prayer for our community here at Oikos is that so many times I find ourselves, because of some other fear, 
that we're fighting the Lord. We don't think we are. But we really are. So we get scared because we've lost a job. So many of us have lost jobs. Many, I bet everyone in here probably knows somebody that's lost a job, right? When you lose a job, what are some of your first fears? Finances, right? What do people do the first time that they see something happen with their finances? Do you think that they write out a check to the Lord? No. They decide to go into battle with the Lord and say, I'm scared, so I'm withdrawing my stuff from you even though you fight for me. When someone gets sick, They'll turn to everything. And yet the Lord is just saying, turn to me. They'll look at the doctors and say, what are you going to do? Do something. They'll look at the food they're eating, try to change everything. And yet the Lord is saying, why don't you take a pause and instead of fighting and putting things before me, why don't you just step in with me? So this Lenten season, oftentimes in Lent, people give something up. And that might be a good practice. You may find something that is consistently coming before the Lord, that you're saying, you know what, this is something that isn't helping me walk with the Lord. And so we'll remove it for a time and see if we miss it. Or it may be something that isn't really affecting your relationship with the Lord, but you love it. And so you sacrifice because you want to walk along with Jesus as he sacrifices. You want to experience what it feels like to hurt a little, even though he hurts so much. And that's a good thing. But the thing I would like us to do as a whole community during this Lent is instead of running from the Lord, when things come hard, that we would turn our hearts, and instead of ripping our clothes, we would tear our hearts. And we lay them into the Lord's hand, and we would trust that He's got it, that He can repair the brokenhearted, He can repair the hopeless, He can repair the poor the unemployed, that we stop trying to fix it ourselves and we turn it over to the Lord. Now, you've heard this message before and you've heard it, you'll probably hear it a thousand times again. But tonight, I want you to go back to that moment of looking at your greatest fear. Let's take a moment to do that. And Lord, as a family, we place that greatest fear into your hands. We don't know what we're supposed to do. 
we're not sure what we're supposed to change. But we're asking you to help us. So as we face this fear, Lord, may you remind us that you are here, that your presence is with us, and that you are going before us. And instead of us being in the opposing army, Lord, may you call us and shout our names to march with you instead. And may our fear of you not bring trembling, but instead bring awe. As we look to you and say, you are glorious. You are good. You are great and you are kind. And you are a good, good father. And we are yours. Amen.